This is the Books and Authors Fantasy and Sci-Fi Podcast, Episode 163. Good day and welcome to this episode of the Books and Authors Fantasy and Sci-Fi Podcast. I'm your host, podcaster, and author of Fun Fantasy Reads, Jamie Davis. This podcast is exactly what the title says it is, folks. It's a show focused on everything to do with fantasy and sci-fi books. We talk about epic fantasy, urban fantasy, swords and sorcery, space opera, military sci-fi, you name it. We bring you the best and brightest authors from all the various corners of the fantasy and sci-fi book world here on the show in each episode. All right, let's jump into my own writer update this week. I am hard at work editing The Paramedic Sorceress right now and should have it in the hands of my editor sometime later next week. I'm also happy to announce more items in my merch store at jamiedavisbooks.com shop. That's t-shirts, tank tops, and even an embroidered hat now too. So you can get a baseball cap with the Extreme Medical Services EMS logo on it if you want. Um, you can do that all over at my website. As usual, you can find out more about everything I'm up to, including early looks at excerpts from new books over at my Fun Fantasy Readers Facebook group. I post sneak peeks of upcoming covers as well, and we always do special giveaways every month. So visit Jamie's Fun Fantasy Readers over on Facebook or, of course, my website at jamiedavisbooks.com. Either place, I look forward to hearing from you, so please reach out and contact me if you have any questions or comments or just want to chat. Okay, time for this week's guest author. Leslie Swartz is a 40-year-old poet-turned-novelist living in Indianapolis with her husband and three daughters. She draws inspiration from a variety of writers, including Shakespeare, Poe, Stephen King, Anne Rice, Freddie Mercury, and Don McLean. She started writing stories at age four, and when she saw Legend for the first time, she decided at five that her goal would be to someday write something Ridley Scott would be proud to direct. In second grade, she run her first writing competition and went on to win a handful of short story, poetry, and essay contests throughout her academic career. She's written songs, greeting cards, and a lot more before discovering her true passion was paranormal urban fantasy novels. She's now released seven books in the complete Seventh Day series. Check out my interview with Leslie. It's coming up next. Hi, Leslie. Welcome to the Books and Authors Fantasy and Sci-Fi Podcast. It's great to have you here on the show. Thank you. It is good to be here. So why don't you introduce yourself? Tell us a little bit about who you are. Oh, geez. All right. Um, I'm 40. I have three kids in the suburbs of Indianapolis, and I write on weekends. That, um, that must keep you pretty busy. I, I was Mr. Mom for a long time myself, so I know what it's like raising three kids. Yeah, homeschooling in a pandemic, um, not the best. <laughs> not terrible, it's fine. But, you know, not a lot of time to write, but that is okay. 16 hours a day, Saturdays and Sundays, gets it done. Wow. That's dedication to get, get, get it, digging in that like that. Um, now, I noticed in your bio you sent to me that you call yourself a 40-year-old poet-turned-novelist. Um, were you a poet first and, and um, you know, write yeah. a lot of poetry? Yeah, in high school, as we all did, you know, angsty teen 
you know, depressive poetry. Um, and that won a few awards and got published in a couple places. And then I gave it up because basically once I got happy, I didn't have the, um, the thing in me that I think I needed to write good poetry. So it just turned into books instead. Oh, that's great. Uh, you know, I, I, I just like to see where people draw their inspiration from. And, and, you know, I think poets have a different way of looking at words than, um, than somebody who might just write prose all the time. Yeah. And it's weird for me because I'm not, um, really into writing a lot of pretty descriptive things. You know what I mean? Like, I like to write in a way that the reader feels something, no matter what that is, um, anger, disgust, anything, doesn't matter. I just want them to feel it. And so I don't write a lot of, you know, beautiful prose and I don't, I don't care about things that I think, um, some writers care about, like what color are the walls and the floors and, you know, what are people wearing all the time? I just don't care. <laughs> so people think I should be much more descriptive because I used to write poetry, but I'm just not. But poetry is also very emotive. And, and so if yeah. you can drive that emotion from a character standpoint so that the reader is feeling that, that emotional drive, that emotional angst, in the, in the characters, I would imagine that that would be quite powerful. Yes. That's how I like to write. And even when I wrote poetry, it didn't rhyme. You know what I mean? It wasn't pretty. It was, um, yeah, ev evocative, I think. Well, and you know, I look at you, I look at your list of um, influences, you know, Shakespeare, Poe, Stephen King, Anne Rice, and then, Two, which really drew me, Freddie Mercury and Don McLean, um, two, yeah. two real artists and storytellers, but with mm -hmm. completely different styles. Sure. Um, Don McLean, I think, from when, since I was little, he just really got me in the field. You know what I mean? Like, empty chairs and Vincent, like, it's so impactful and that is how I would like to write you know what I mean I'm not I am nowhere near that good um but I wish to be and what about Freddie Mercury because I mean his his is like just pure emotion he pours out when he sings yeah, yeah and that's how I think I like to at least with dialogue, it's all very um, funny, but also drives home the feeling that the character has. Um, I don't care to know what people or characters are thinking a lot of the time. I don't do a lot of, you know, exposition and stuff like that. I 
really, really love dialogue. And I think um, the way it comes across is more, the way Freddie wrote things is more um, emotional like that. The way I try to be. It's great. And let's dive into your books because, uh, you know, they, they certainly, uh, just just looking at the descriptions and, and the titles and things, it, it, it certainly lends to a very emotional thrill ride of some sort, because, you know, just looking at book one, um, Seraphim, you know, that the lead in is why it is a typical schizophrenic firefighter with daddy issues. I mean, that opens a whole can of worms. It's probably a whole case of the cans of worms, right? I mean, it's just right there. Yeah. And and it turns it's more than that because it turns out, spoiler alert, um, he's not actually schizophrenic. He's something else. And his some of his um, mental illness symptoms are, mm, <laughs> I don't know how to explain it without ruining it for everyone, <laughs> but um, he, he's got a lot of human real issues with his dad being neglectful, his mom being dead, and the way she dies is just the worst. And um, He's got a lot of depression and anger and abandonment issues and stuff. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it gets emotional. There's a lot of crying and um, punching people in the face just to do it and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> what about the world? Tell us a little bit about the, the how the world came together as you were building this this series, the seventh day series? Um, well, it's set just mostly in New York City, um, but the, the rules of the universe are um, different. Like, it's urban fantasy. It's set in the real world, but there are, there's heaven and purgatory and hell and um, demons and angels and all of that stuff. And I sort of took, not sort of, I did take um, religious things and mythology and Norse gods and random monsters from like Dungeons and Dragons and just smushed them all together and tried to make it make sense so that it's all kind of one interconnected thing in as realistic as a way as possible vampires and golem and all the things just living together as if it made sense. <laughs> hey, you, you won't, you won't get any argument from me. I mean, that's exactly, I mean, I write urban fantasy too. And, and, you know, it's, and that's, that's such a, that's such a thing about urban fantasy is that, that world that's, alongside our world, you know, the, the hidden, mm -hmm. the hidden creatures that live among us. Right. Um, and, and I yeah. think it's one of the things that makes that, that genre so much fun 
is when you can come at it and, and look at how, how that stuff would sit alongside our, our world and how an average human could walk through life without ever knowing it existed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a freedom about it. You can do anything. Like if I want to have the messenger of God set 50 demons on fire with her brain while the queen of vampires is falling in love with the angel Thor was based on, why not? Who's going to tell me I can't? No one. Well, that's the it's fun freedom. of it, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so is this series complete with seven books or are there more to come? Um, yes. What? Okay. The, the series is complete. I have ideas for prequels, but I'm not sure I'm ever going to do those. You know, I keep might, them out there. But you know. I have, yeah, I have notebooks full of ideas for other things. I have outlines done for other things. So I'm focusing on other projects right now, but I have it in the back of my brain. I think I'll be thinking about Seventh Day until I die. Like it, it was, it's been in my head for so long. Um, so I probably will come back and do some prequels for Wendy. Um, especially I have some ideas for her. So we'll see. Well, I mean, you know, that first series, I mean, same thing with my first series. I, I kind of set it aside, stopped. I, I, I found an ending point for it and, and walked away mm-hmm. and did some other projects. And then, um, you know, readers kept going, are you going to write another book in extreme medical services? And I'm like, yeah, maybe. And then I didn't have any ideas. <laughs> and, and then all of a sudden I like, and then in the last six months, I've written two books in that series. Um, <laughs> it just came to you. Yeah. I mean, I, well, I, I came up with an idea for the eighth book and then right in the middle of the eighth book, I'm like, Oh, this is going to keep going. I've got a, I've got the rest of the story in book nine. And, and so it was like, yeah. So I left, <laughs> left a nice open thread at the end of book eight and then carried right into book nine right after that. So, um, you know, you never know what, what happens when you, when you have those books, especially if you have opportunities for prequels and to tell stories of mm-hmm. origin stories and things like that. It's always so much fun to revisit down the road. Um, what are the things are you looking at? Other urban fantasy projects or are you, are you looking at other genres? Both. So I have an idea for an urban fantasy trilogy. I have the main character in my head pretty well thought out, but I am a basic plot. I have the beginning and the end. So it's, you know, it's that normal author thing. I need the middle. You know what I mean? Um, And then I have an idea. I have an outline done for a horror novel based on true events ghost thing, but I'm a little bit bored of it right now. So I'm setting it aside. And then I have an idea for a superhero story but I don't know where that's going. So it's all up in the air. Well, and you said something interesting because I, I, you know, a lot of the readers out there may not understand all this, how this works, but you know, often authors have a beginning and an end and the Mm -hmm. middle is the ride. I mean, the middle is the journey. Um, and that's half the fun sometimes. Yeah. That's where everything gets filled in and the characters really evolve and yeah. Well, that's, that's great. Um, so what are some of the things you do to kind of refresh yourself in between? I mean, you, you have a pretty 
you know, stringent writing cycle, if you're writing a lot on every Saturday and Sunday, does, does the rest of the week kind of recharge your batteries for you? Or is, or is there something in specific you do to, to get the creative juices going again? Well, on weekends, through the week, I have three kids on homeschooling and my husband works 12 hours a day and there's just this thing to do and that thing to do. And it's all very um, mob mode. You know what I mean? Stuff I have to do. Um, and then on weekends, what I'll do is I'm, when I come in here to write for 16 hours a day, most of that time sometimes isn't writing at all. Sometimes it's just listening to the playlists I've made for the books that I'm working on. So I'll make YouTube playlists of every book I have an idea for ahead of time before I even start like the outlining process sometimes. Um, because it gets me in the right headspace and gets me, you know, thinking about the characters and the scenes. And um, sometimes, honestly, I'll just sit and play on Facebook and Twitter and just kind of shut my brain off and try to calm down and forget about everything else so I can get that, you know, me back. You know what I mean? The just who am I? outside of everything else no, quiet in my brain yeah i, I thing so I that i can it. then focus definitely um and and you know so you you create playlists of music for every story you write and and then that's mm-hmm. what you play while you're writing is that how that works um i will play it when i'm outlining and i will play it when i get stuck you know, writer's block is real, you know? (laughs) And so when I'm stuck at a point where I know what I'm supposed to write, I've got the outline done. I'm staring at it, but I just can't get it going. I'll listen to a song that correlates with that scene. And sometimes I have to do it. Like I have to listen to it four or five times in a row, but then it will get me in that headspace. And then I'll, be able to focus and I just sit with a notebook and pen and just start scribbling ideas and eventually then I'm able to transfer that onto the computer into words that make sense is there a particular genre of music that you listen to or is it is it all over the place depending on what the scene calls for oh no it's all over the place I (laughs) I have been um Basically, I've been obsessed with music my whole life. You know, my mom had me listening to Elvis and the Beatles and Queen and all of those great old bands and um, and Motown and um, and then you know the '80s and the '90s was really good for me for music. And I think I just it, it just depends. Like I have. Otis Redding on the same playlist as Fun and Marilyn Manson. And it it just depends on the scene, like, or the character. Um, like Wyatt is the main character of Seventh Day. And he has a lot, I have playlists for all the characters too, in case I need to get in their headspace. And Wyatt has a lot of Imagine Dragons because he's, you know, depressive and angry but it's he's kind of resigned to it you know what I mean he's 
he's kind of, um, he's kind of like, I'm going to do what I want, regardless of how awful everything else is. So, um, yeah, I just, it's just a mix of all the things. So what, what's the playlist like for the Gabrielle, the messenger of the God, messenger of God? Oh, Gabriel. Oh, Gabriel. She, yes. Um, yeah, she's Gabriel from the Bible. Right. But you um, made her a woman. People want to call her Gabrielle. Yes, I know. People want to call her G- Gabrielle because she's a woman, but no, she's <laughs> no, that's Gabriel great. the angel. Like in the in my head, the angels are just energy beings that don't really have a gender, um, but they have been born into human bodies. So Gabriel, the angel with no. Um, reproductive organs <laughs> has been born into this pan woman and she because she knows so much about who she is really she doesn't want to be called Taryn Murphy she wants to be called Gabriel I'm looking up Gabriel's playlist right now so I can tell you what's on it. oh that's great no it's and it's funny because I actually have I have Gabriel um, the, a male angel and that figures prominently in my first series. Um, except oh. he goes by Gabe and he's a real douche and like, <laughs> and he causes all sorts of issues because he's just really proud and haughty and, 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 uh, yeah. So <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, all it's right. they're completely different from each other, but I'd like, I like pulling those. I like that we both pull from similar references. Yeah. Okay. I got the playlist. Do you want to know the songs? Yeah, go or just for the it. Bands or both. I, okay. Gabriel <laughs> has ten songs that kind of represent who she is. So, "Strawberry" by Everclear, "Make Me Wanna Die" by The Pretty Reckless, "Daughter" by Pearl Jam, um, "Rain King" by Counting Crows, "Angels of the Silences" by Counting Crows, uh, "The Bitch Song" by The Dolly Rocks. Just Like Heaven by The Cure, Cause I Love You by Lizzo, When I Grow Up by Garbage, and Paradise by Coldplay. That's awesome. That is totally awesome. <laughs> what, a, what a great playlist. Um, now, do you ever share these with your fans to let them know when like, when yes. a, they want to listen along? Yeah. So when I have, um, when I've released the books, I also put the link to the playlist on Goodreads on my blog so they can see it and listen to it if they so choose. What's the reaction been from fans? Um, there's a lot, there's a lot of, um, I didn't know Gabriel was that messed up. Uh, <laughs> like really? You didn't read the book? <laughs> um, but they don't, they'll listen to the playlist before they'll read the book that they that goes with or they'll listen to just the characters playlist and not understand the reference like a lot of these daughter and make me want to die and strawberry that's all stuff from gabriel's like teen years and that that part of the story doesn't um get explored until book three so they'll see 
that playlist and be like, what? <laughs> but she knows everything. I don't understand. How can she be that crazy? Like, hmm. <laughs> read the prologue to book three and you will find out. That's great. And, and you know, it's, it's, it's one of the things I think that is really cool is that you found a way to connect both with your creative side and connect with readers as well, because music is such a universal thing and connects all of us. Yeah, it's, I need it. I have to have it. It's so helpful in putting me in the right frame of mind to write certain things. So where do you connect with readers most? Uh, I know you have a Facebook, a Facebook page or group. Um, is that the base, basically the best place to catch up with people? Yeah, I got, I get a lot of DMs there. I get a lot of people on Twitter, um, but they're mostly other writers in the writing community on Twitter, very supportive. Um, and they like to know things. Readers though, generally hang out on Facebook, it seems like. And they find me there. People that don't write themselves. They're just fans of the book. Well, that's great. I'll make sure we have links to get for that for folks so they can um, connect with you there. Um, And I'll also have links to your series as well. Um, Leslie Schwartz, it's great to have you here on the Books and Authors Fantasy and Sci-Fi podcast. Um, We've kind of run out of time, but I've had a great time chatting with you, and I'm looking forward to seeing what else comes out next. Okay, thank you so much. I had so much fun. That's going to wrap up this episode of the Books and Authors Fantasy and Sci-Fi Podcast. Make sure you catch up with us for a whole lot more from the fantasy and sci-fi focused community, both over on Facebook and over at fantasy-focus.com. When you're over there, leave a comment on this episode and let me know what's on your mind. Also, while you're on the website, don't forget you can subscribe to the podcast. That's right. You can get it via your favorite iOS or Android uh, app or device, even by email if you want. So, uh, Make sure you subscribe. Don't miss any of the upcoming episodes. We've got some great authors coming up, including our next episode with author Mark Alvarez. That's it for this book and episode of the Books and Authors Fantasy and Sci-Fi Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Jamie Davis, author of Fun Fantasy Reads. Don't forget to follow me over on Facebook at my reader group, Jamie Davis's Fun Fantasy Readers, or at my website, jamiedavisbooks.com, where you can get a free book if you sign up for my newsletter while you're over there. Whatever you do, though, subscribe. Come back here for the next podcast. And in the meantime, don't forget to keep your eyes open out there, folks, because there's magic all around you.